Welcome to the Dark Side of the Full Moon podcast. I'm Jennifer Silliman, and this show is continuing the conversations started in the award-winning first-ever documentary film about maternal mental health. My journey as an advocate began through the power of storytelling. With this podcast, I hope to create a community of women and professionals sharing their own powerful narratives to let others know they're not alone and help is out there. Keep in mind that some of the stories you will hear may be triggering, but it's important they be told. This podcast is not a replacement for professional help from a licensed medical provider. If you or someone you know is suffering due to a maternal mental health condition, please contact your medical provider or call or text message the Postpartum Support International Helpline at 1-800-944-4773. Now let's continue the conversation. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dark Side of the Full Moon podcast. This is Jennifer Silliman, and I'm sitting with my friend today, well, on Zoom, we're not sitting together, um, Laurie, and I'm so excited for her to share her story with us today. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, We were just talking before we came on here that it's, for some of us, we're so removed from the situation um, of when we experienced all of these things and and kind of how interesting it is to catch up with everybody now. So I'm excited for you to share your story and then to kind of just catch us up on what you've been up to and how you still kind of stay in that maternal mental health realm. So go for it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm like, like you, I'm 10 ish years out now. So um, it's interesting when you get farther away from the actual experience. Um, just, just looking at it in different perspectives and having a different lens on the situation. And I'm the kind of person that kind of dissects Um, situations anyway. My brain just works that way. So I kind of have been reflecting back on things. And it's interesting now, like with, you know, I have a 10 year old and a five year old, um, just how I look at the experience and how um, I want to, you know, continue my experience with motherhood and and things that I want to improve or change or, um, you know, help, um, you know, my girls grow up to, to learn about how, um, how mothering is and how mothering happens and how it first happened and, and you know, how my experience was. And um, initially I did not have a very pleasant experience. Um, I, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it. And I think that's kind of what threw me off and, and can be challenging sometimes when thinking about motherhood for me, because it's not what I expected. It came out of the blue. I was very unprepared to deal with um just the severity of symptoms that I had with postpartum anxiety and actually some OCD um, that really I didn't know was a thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't prepare for it. My husband, my family, like no one was really prepared for me to have that experience. So having gone through it and, you know, processed it and now 10 years out, like I said, it's, um, it's just interesting to look back and to be able to continue to help other moms um, that go through that and or try to prevent that because I don't want other people to go through that. And I know you and a lot of other moms that I've met along the way and in the very beginning, we just, that was our mission. That's what we were doing. We wanted to collectively come together and, you know, and create some kind of a support system for women so that, um, you know, they don't have to be isolated and alone in their experience and feelings like we were at the time anyway. So, um, 
yeah, so things have changed some. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm kind of on the other side of it. So I'll give you just a brief overview of um, my initial story, and then I'll kind of let you know what I'm thinking about it today, because that has changed some. Um, but so I had a wonderful pregnancy. Um, I had no indication whatsoever that I would have any symptoms um, of a postpartum mood disorder. However, looking back, I, I was, I am somebody that has struggled on and off in my life with um, anxiety and depression. And, you know, throughout my late teens and 20s, there was some dabbling in depression here and there and anxiety. And it wasn't ever really brought up to me like, hey, when you get pregnant, you might want to keep tabs on this. And I think that's kind of the first step that um, it's not like I, I misstepped. I think it's just, I, I didn't know. I was unaware. And most people are, you know. Um, now, thankfully, we've got so much more in place in terms of education to help women understand this ahead of time. But, you know, I just didn't have those safeguards in place. So my pregnancy was great. So why would I expect anything different? Um, and then when I had my daughter, it was and it ended up being a C-section which was unplanned, um, but she was breached. She never turned around. She was a little stubborn. Um, and so it became a very medical situation very quickly. And I wasn't anticipating that. I was very like, you know, oh, I'm going to do this naturally. I, I'm not going to need any meds. I'm going to, you know, be all goddess under the tree breastfeeding. And um, that's what I pictured. And it was like the exact opposite. Um, it became very medical. I was in the hospital for five days um, I needed significant help with, um, you know, breastfeeding and just coming out of the surgery with the medications and um, the pain and, and just things that I really didn't expect would be part of my initial journey. Um, and that really threw me. It really threw me. It really threw my family. I think they were expecting me to be in there for a few days and come out and be like, yeah, here we are. It's everything's magical and wonderful. And it really wasn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't expect to feel so ill, like just so, you know, I, I, that's the best way to describe it. I felt sick and I felt like when I was sick and I also had to take care of somebody else, um, it was just not sustainable. So fast forward a little bit, um, you know, and, and really just what happened was I was over caring for my newborn because I thought that's what I had to do. I mean, those were my maternal instincts. I have to you know, check her, I have to feed her, I have to do all the things. Um, and I was really not doing those things for myself. And that just turned into, you know, a big ball of anxiety and OCD for me when it, it presented itself actually as obsessive compulsive uh, disorder, which was bizarre because, you know, I am kind of a type A person. I like things to be just so, but I've never been, you know, overly obsessed with germs or, you know, washing something a certain way or folding something a certain way. Like, you know, it wasn't a big deal. And all of a sudden these were big deals. Like this was all I could do. All I could think about was I have to wash the bottles a certain way. I have to, you know, do this a certain way or I will fail. It won't work. Um, and that was just really, it was unexpected. Like I said, I think that's the biggest thing I keep coming back to is um, my husband, my family, everyone's like, what's going on? Like, just enjoy your baby, relax, sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was so stressed out. I couldn't relax. I had anxiety all the time. Um, and, you know, people told me, friends told me, oh, if, if it's the baby blues or a little bit of depression, it'll lift, it'll be fine. But again, I wasn't really having the symptoms of depression. I was having these symptoms of anxiety. Um, 
So yeah, so I needed, I needed some help. I needed some support. And, you know, unfortunately my family, um, they were so supportive. They wanted to help me, but the system wasn't there. Like the system wasn't in place, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, they were like, how can we help? Like, we're here to help. We're, we're holding the space for you to be helpful and to make you better. Um, but they didn't really know what that was, like what I needed. And neither did I, you know, I really didn't either. So um, at the time where, where I was, I was living in Baltimore um, city. There really weren't like postpartum mom groups that we could get together. Um, you know, actually a lot of people in my t- neighborhood or section of the city were young and they were working or they were older and retired. There weren't a lot of, you know, new moms and families there. Um, so I did feel very isolated in terms of who was around me and who could support me. Um, and, you know, kind of long story short, I sort of found the hard way, you know, um, by finding some of these other moms online um, that there are support groups that, or there were at the time, but we were kind of creating them ourselves. And, and that was hard. And, you know, I'm thankful now that there's way more support for moms, particularly during the pandemic. Um, I think a lot of things popped up virtually and on zoom and, um, you know, all kinds of different courses and things that I think people can enroll in now and, um, and have after the fact so that, you know, they don't feel alone and they are supported with whatever situation they have going on. Like if you're limited to being at your house because you're caring for another child, you know, you, you don't have to miss the meeting. You know what I mean? Like I was in a situation where I was so bad, I couldn't even get out the door to get to the meeting. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, but then I missed my therapy. You know, it's like now I th- I'm thankful that moms can just be at home and log in and, um, you know, have that extra support. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I ended up finding my footing. Um, when my daughter was about four and a half months, um, I started to kind of come out of things and, um, you know, through therapy and medication and basically creating this space for myself with some of these women that I was meeting online. Um, I felt like I was creating that support that I needed from day one. Um, and like I said, my family was, you know, very, I'm grateful that they were so supportive throughout, but it was really kind of something that like I had to forge myself, like, and, um, that has turned into why I continue to advocate for this because I, I just don't feel like it's fair for moms to have to be their own advocate or they lose, you know what I mean? And that's right. been so hard. It's like, and you know, we still do that in, in different things. And I've had to do that even just as a woman, not related to being pregnant the last five years in various situations, I still have to look out for myself. I still have to advocate for what I feel like is right. And maybe the medical system's not giving it to me, but I know there's help out there. I know there's support out there and I'm going to find it, you know? Right. Um, so I continue to, you know, advocate um, and participate in fundraisers and um, educate and, you know, do podcasts and think, you know, fun things like this, because I feel like it just needs to be shared that, you know, like there's so much support and women get women. I mean, we just, we get each other and we're there to support each other. And, you know, no woman should have to go through that kind of traumatic experience alone, feeling alone and, you know, just, searching for answers when there really, there is support there. Um, and there are answers. It's just a matter of like, you know, finding them and having education, um, in the beginning, which is something that I really wish that I had, I can't go back, but I do think my story would be a bit different if, um, 
you know, when I attended the birth classes um, at the hospital, like some of this was discussed, you know, because it was really like, oh, you probably won't have a C-section. We can skip over that section of the workbook. And I was like, well, that would have been helpful, (laughs) you know, so... Um, so yeah, so that was my experience with my first and, um, I, to be honest, it was, it was traumatic and I'd never, I never looked at it with that lens. And now that I'm this far out, like I said, I'm actually working with a different therapist now and she's had me revisit some things and I'm realizing how much it was really birth trauma. Um, I never would have expected that because it wasn't of regular delivery. I had a C-section and it wasn't emergency. It was planned, you know, but it still was a very traumatic event and how it impacted me physically and emotionally. And just as a mother, like entry into motherhood with such a traumatic experience, um, it's taken a long time to heal from that. Um, but like I said, looking at it differently now, I'm able to, to start to process and heal it. Um, because I'm seeing it as a different type of experience, I think. Right. You know, I think for a couple of years after I kind of said, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm just going to push it down and not revisit. Um, and now that I have revisited it and can actually look at it like that, um, you know, it's, it's been helpful for me. So um, I'm definitely open to talking about that too with moms. Like, you know, I think sometimes we kind of try to muster our way through something, say we're okay, move on. A couple of years go by, you know, and then it's like, did I actually like go through that? Did I process this? Like, am I just hiding that in the closet and saying that didn't happen? Um, you know, cause it's sometimes easier to do that. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. you don't, don't want to go through that again, you know? So, and even with my second, I didn't want to go through it again. I wasn't sure if I wanted to have another child, honestly. Right. I mean, I knew I wanted another child. I just didn't think I wanted to put myself in that vulnerable space again. Um, and thankfully I didn't have that experience a second time. And I, I really set it up so that I wouldn't, um, you know, at that point I was, my, my older one was five. So there was a big enough gap, you know, where I had done some healing and done some learning and, um, I had just a a fresh perspective on how to tackle it, honestly, um, the second time so that I wouldn't, you know, fall through the cracks again. So, um, I think that's another thing that's important for moms that, if they have that first experience, don't be too afraid that you, you know, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have it again. I don't want to go through this again. Like I can't tell you it was night and day. It was, it was so different. Um, and I expected it to be more similar, honestly, um, just physio physiologically. Um, but, but I was actually, you know, surprised and, um, you know, pleasantly surprised that it was, it was a very different experience, um, you know, with my second. So I'm just curious because I think some some of our listeners might be just wondering then what you did to prepare for the second. Like what were some of the things that you put in place to make sure that it you know right. worked out better? Yeah. So with my second, I stayed on medication throughout my pregnancy. Um, I was on anti-anxiety medication anyway, and I actually switched OBs and I found someone that was supportive of staying on medication, which was amazing. And she was just phenomenal with the whole situation. Cause she kept me in you know, my mind at ease throughout. I wasn't worried. I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't stressing about, is this something else I have to change, um, that I don't want to change, you know, cause I'm, right. I felt good. I mean, I felt good then I was like, I got this, you know? So to have that support was helpful and to continue with my therapist, um, throughout. And also I got a lot of help afterwards. Um, I set it up so that I wasn't going to be trying to be a one woman show. My husband, 
you know, at the time anyway, I traveled a ton for business and I knew I needed help with the overnight stuff because that's where I got in trouble the last time. I just got so tired. Um, and I don't do well when I don't sleep. I I'm, I'm a big sleeper. Um, so if I have a lack of sleep, um, it really affects me emotionally. So I knew that I needed some help, um, you know, with nighttime duties and that, you know, was definitely a a huge one for me to be able to recover because I had a second C-section. So to be able to recover physically after that and have, you know, know that that was managed. Um, and you know, thankfully it was my mom. It wasn't, it wasn't like a random person. So even that, like my mind was at ease. It was like, okay, she's got it. I'm upstairs. I can rest. Um, you know, and just having that mindset was just, um, it was really helpful. So, you know, those kinds of things. And also to not put so many expectations on myself. Um, I also, I had such a hard time with breastfeeding with my first and it really impacted me mentally. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try this, but if it doesn't work, um, it's okay. Like it's okay. I'm allowing it to be okay. I don't have to, you know, second guess. I don't have to make myself feel guilty. Like I did the first time. I don't have to ask however many moms, you know, for permission almost. It was like, no, like if it doesn't work, it's better for me and for her to just say, let's go the advent bottles and be good. (laughs) And that's the way we ended up doing it. Um, And it worked out really well. And it was, you know, I still have, it's not even guilt. It's more, you know, I'm a little sad that I didn't have that kind of physical bonding experience with my kids, but you know what? I just, I was a happier mom. I mean, I was a happier mom to not put my body and my, you know, mind through that again, um, because that was just so stressful and it really, it shouldn't be. That's one of those experiences. Like if a new mom is struggling, I'm just like, my heart goes out to them to mm-hmm. be like, okay, you don't have to do have this. To. Like, uh-huh. You know, like just, yeah. you don't have to force something that's just for some people, it's just not meant to be. And like, um, that's okay. You know? So, so all of those things, um, they really helped me. And I think even my husband, just expectations of like, you know, we knew what we went through. We knew we didn't want to do that again. So I think he also was very aware of like, just making sure I was okay. And like the cues I was giving him and trying to help out more when he could, when he was home. And, um, my dad took my dog for a couple of weeks. You know, it was just like, let's make the household as easy as possible. possible right. You know? And it, it really did make such a difference. And I felt like I had a happy baby. I had a calm baby because I was chilled out. I was calm. I wasn't, you know, stress case. So, um, you know, it definitely made such a difference. And it's funny because I found that like six months later, I had a little blip of like, it wasn't really um, anxiety. I really wasn't stressed about anything, but I think it was like once the, you know, the new baby phase wears off, once the husband goes back to work full time and he's traveling once I'm like, okay, now it's me and two kids and it's a one woman show again. Um, You know, there was a little blip there where it it probably surfaced as um, some anger, postpartum anger. um, But it was, it was more like underlying. It was some depression just because I think it was, you know, just realizing it's a lot. It's still a lot. Motherhood's still a lot. Um, and it was a lot on me to be managing daily, you know, but it was not the same experience as the first at all by any means. Um, it wasn't even something and I really had to, you know, change anything or address anything because I was already, I already had my, my setup in terms of my medication and my, um, therapist. And I had reached out to a few moms, 
um, that had been through the similar thing and, and talked to them. And that like made me feel so much better. Cause I, those, again, like those were symptoms I didn't experience the first time. So it's like, right. you know, within every experience, it can be so different. So. Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah. I, then you think about, you know, how you felt six months out, but thank goodness you were being treated. I mean, and those women right. that don't get the treatment and then move on to that next phase of motherhood without being right. treated just, exactly. you know, compounds everything that's going on and just makes it such a horrible situation. But yeah, I, I often think of the, like when we were talking about um, how birthdays can be hard to get through or and Mother's mm-hmm. Day weekend has just passed. Just like I think about all those moms that still don't know about this about postpartum depression and about, you know, cause they weren't educated because it's not something, you know, that's, that they do across the board. I mean, there's still right. so many, you know, educators that, that don't talk about this for whatever reason. And it's such a disservice um, just because, yeah, there's so many, there's so many things that can be learned by just knowing some of that information. It could make yes, things so definitely. much easier. Um, and I like how you put it that you felt like your birth experience became more of a medical experience. I've never heard it put that in terms like that. Um, but now I feel like I, sh- I can maybe label mine that way yeah, <laughs> because no, it totally. was, um, it, I never it, thought of it like that. It really, like I felt like, I don't know, it almost was like an out of body experience where I mean, physically, I knew what I was ha- what was going on, and it's funny because the night before, I remember this, and I'll always remember this. So my husband says this to me too. The night before, we went out to like to some Italian restaurant with my parents and his parents, and we were like, "Oh, we're having a baby tomorrow! This is so exciting!" You know, I had a planned C-section, and I ate this like great dinner, and I, I slept so well that night. Like, it's amazing. It's like I was going into it like I physically knew what was going to be done. Um, you know, to to have my my baby, but, but realistically, like, I had no idea. Like I had no idea what, you know, it, it's such, it's trauma to your body is what mm-hmm. it is. It really is. And, you know, I think our medical system and just, you know, nowadays it's like, Oh, pick a C-section. It's easier. Take a C-section. It's not a big deal. You know, you don't want to have to deal with complications of a regular, you know, vaginal delivery. This is easier kind of deal. Like you won't see the scar. Like, I think it's really brushed off. Um, when it's, it's medical. It's a major surgery. Um, you know, I still feel like my abs are effed sometimes from it. And I'm like, dude, this is 10 years later. I'm doing sit up. Sure. Like, what is yeah. that? You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yes. it's, a, it's a big deal. And I think for me, like it became almost a, like, what is happening to me? And I had no control over it, you know, cause you're lying there and you're awake, but not really. And it's, you know, it's hard to honestly talk about it because I do think that some of that was so um, traumatic for me that I kind of just disassociated and was like, I'm out. This isn't really happening. And then they were like, here's your baby, you know, and you're like, well, did that happen? Like, what do I do now? Why am I all, you know, messed up? And now I've got all these things that are medical attached to me. And this, you know, it became a like, you're sick, you're in the hospital situation. Right. Um, and it's, you know, this is, this is kind of like an offshoot, but I'll, I'll go there. Um, Please. Recently, recently I've been all about Call the Midwife. Um, I, I never used to watch the show. I was never interested in it. I am fascinated by it because honestly, I didn't have those birth experiences. And it's so interesting to me to, to just watch how 
within that that situation and yes this is like 1960s london it's very different than now but to have midwives come to you at your home and care for you and care for your your child and help you learn how to how to do everything and come the next day to check on you and come two days later to check on you you know that is just so amazing to me that that women can have that type of birth experience um, and mine was so not, mine was so medical, mine was so sterile, mine was so cold, mine was so, I can go on, you know? Um, and that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm really processing this now, like I said, 10 years later. And I think it's, it's really impacted a lot of, of things for me and a lot of mothering things for me. And even, you know, if my kids get sick, I get really anxious. I get My gosh, you're speaking anxiety. to me. Yeah. I, yes, I'm telling you. And I swear, like, I, I'm not like that. I'm not really like that, but it's almost become a thing because I associate with that experience um, because it became so medical. So like I said, that's yeah. kind of an offshoot. Um, I got to probably stop watching so much. Um, <laughs> well, now I, need, now I feel like I need to, I haven't watched watching. it. So yeah, I haven't watched oh it. So gosh. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to yeah, watch it's that. Just, but. To be honest, I get lost in it. It's just so fascinating. And it's also just such a like simpler time. So yeah. during pandemic and quarantine, and when I just didn't want to think about what was going on in the world, I would flip that on and be like, I'm in the sixties in London. This is great. Right. You know? Right. right. <laughs> um, but also just to, to really just learn about like how we all have such different birth experiences and it's just fascinating to me how it, it really shapes how we mother um, yeah. So yeah. So that's yes. kind of that's kind of where I'm at. And one thing I wanted to share with you. I'm excited. Um, in a week, actually, maybe it's tomorrow. I think it might be tomorrow. Um, I have an article that's being published um, on the mother figure, and it's an online, you know, it's an online outlet, um, and it's all about mothering and things. And I wrote an article about my experience um, with with OCD. So I'm excited to have that be out there. Yeah. Um, be able to share it with people because being able to actually write it and get it in print. It's the first time in 10 years I've been able to do that. You know, I, oh, I have wonderful. a story in my head, but yeah. I've laid it over and, you know, I've written in a journal here, written in a journal there, but I've never actually really concisely gotten it out and processed it. So I think also doing that um, is helpful. And I would encourage moms to consider, you know, if they don't, if they're not into talk therapy or maybe they're doing talk therapy anyway, but writing is a different way to get, some of this shit out mm -hmm, <laughs> for sure and, yeah absolutely you know and it's like or or come on a podcast and talk about it like be able to process it and I think you you end up you know healing yourself and you end up educating and healing other people without it be knowing it which is cool so yeah I love that all everyone who's sharing their stories with me, I feel like I'm getting educated on things like I did today and having that whole <laughs> medical ex experience. Yeah. And when you said that, not to kind of recircle back, but it made me think um, how much education is given to families and, and women on a vaginal birth and how there is like zero education on cesarean sections and mm -hmm what that's like. Um, yeah. I, I just, cause I had a, she ended up being an emergency C, she was a planned C-section, but I had, um, had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital much earlier on than I was supposed mm -hmm. to have her. And I remember doing the hospital tour and them showing the labor and delivery rooms, but not like, and I specifically asked to see an operating room, like where, and they're like, no, we, we, we don't, don't show yeah. people, we don't yeah. show people that. And I'm like, well, but I'm not like, that's not where I'm 
Yeah. I'm not going to be in that room. Like I'm going to be in a recovery room and whatever, you know, and she ended up in the NICU and you don't see a NICU. Like there's so many things that happen more commonly that you're still not educated for it. Like they're not like going over that when you wake up from C-section, you have these pressure things on your legs. Like I I woke up and I was just like, I had no idea what that was. I thought it was like a spaceship. I was like, what is going on? Why didn't anybody ever tell me this? Like, what is this? When I woke up like throwing up, I'm like, why am I so sick? And they gave you morphine. I'm like, oh, I cannot have morphine. So then they're giving me something for the nausea. And you know, when you're trying to- You know what's funny? Oh Oh my gosh. I I didn't realize, oh, the leg thing too. I was like so pissed that no one told me about that. (laughs) Um, but I was so worried about like getting nauseous or vomiting like during it, you know, I don't know why. Cause I, I mean, some people, yeah, I guess, I guess more friends of mine that had a vaginal delivery were like, oh yeah, I was throwing up. I was whatever. It was awful. And I was like, I, I don't like throwing up in general. I'm a control person. Me either. I don't like it. Right. Me so, too. but I remember telling the anesthesiologist, I was like, give me more, give me more. And he was like, well, are you nauseous? I was like, no, but I don't want to be. And he was like, but you're not nauseous. So you don't really need any more right now. I was like, yeah, but I don't want to be. So can you just give me a little more anti-nausea? Yeah. <laughs> and right. I was like, you know, I think, I think a lot of it honestly is like looking at it from that lens. Um, it's a control thing. And mm-hmm. for women like us that like to have control over a scenario to be taken and basically removed and like, we're going to do what we're going to do to your body and you're just going to kind of deal with it. That was you're so just going to lay there and we're going yeah. to do this. Yeah. yeah. That was really yeah. hard. And I think, um, that kind of has aftershocks. It's like, you yeah. can't get out of bed for X amount of hours. You still have a catheter. You still have this and that. Like those aren't things that they showed you on the tour. Yeah. Like, that was the other thing. So. The catheter situation. Yeah. I was like, wait, nope, didn't this? know about that. Nope. I know. Like freaking out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's when you learn like why yeah. those things, like, you know, the things on your legs for like blood clots. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I know if I'm getting, you know, then you start freaking yeah. out about stuff. Like, it just was not good. It I was know. not a good situation. But I, I feel like these aren't, these aren't rare situations. Like every, and when a woman gets a C-section, this is what they do. That's so why horrible. can't you just let right. us know, especially for us right. having planned C-sections, just let us know what to expect. So I don't wake up feeling like I'm in a spaceship. Yes. yes, (laughs) Like it was so weird. It was so weird. I know. I know. And it's, it's funny too, because you know, the husbands who are there, if they're, you know, now they're not allowed there, but when we were allowed to have like our husbands in there, I mean, I just remember mine complaining about how his back hurt from like trying to sleep on a chair. And I was like, I was like lighting up. I was making beeping noises. You know, I had the thing on my finger that looked like ET. I was like, dude, do not talk to me about that chair. Like, don't even go there. <laughs> my husband was complaining how cold it was because I was yes. getting so oh, hot. So I, was, I, I can't get warm. I can't get warm. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. seriously, yeah. like, I don't even I know. think I can get out of bed. Like, I, I like, I, oh, man. I know. I I'll know. tell you. Crazy. So. Yeah, maybe we should come up with some kind of manual to like, like the real behind the scenes of what happens to a C-section. Seriously. Uh, yeah, and the trauma that can come from, I mean, I, yeah. my husband was like, I thought your head was going to blow up, like, because they put all the pressure yeah. on your stomach. You yeah. know, they don't tell you about no. any of that, like no. none of it. And here I was I like was all like, worried about the epidural and that was like not a big deal. Yeah, the epidural, the epidural was, was like, no big deal. Everything else after that was like, yes crazy. I had those, you know, like the gas pains in your shoulders like the next day. 
And I didn't know what that was. I had no idea what that was. And they were like, oh yeah, it's just gas. I'm like, from where? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I think really they need to do like an anatomy lesson for people. This is actually what happens to you. And, you know, just to clear that up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really? Because I didn't know that either. Yes, now I am remembering those gas pains. That was right? horrible. And then yeah. we have people visiting. Oh, oh that's my, poor fa- my poor father-in-law. I'm like, dude, I'm so yeah. sorry. But look, it's I just going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. It's so painful. But yeah, they I don't know. talk about no. They don't talk about any of that. My no. goodness. Yeah, maybe we should. That could be our next project, a yeah. side project. Here's what a yep. C-section is really like and what the recovery <laughs> is going to feel like. Yeah. Um, for sure. Well, Laurie, thank you so, so much for spending time with me today and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for having me. And it's so nice to to talk about it. And, you know, it's funny. It's like every time you talk about your experience, like you just can reflect on different pieces of it. And um, it's just, it's always so helpful. And, and sometimes you almost hesitate, like, do I really want to do this again? But it is, it's every time you, you revisit it, I feel like you heal a piece of what happened. Um, and that storytelling piece, I think is what has kept me involved, you know, um, and you know, I'm, I'm continuing to like circle back, like you said, with some of the friends that we've made in this space from like 10 years ago. And, you know, we're all coming up with these interesting projects and, you know, some people are fundraising, some people are licensed counselors now, mm-hmm. some people are doing podcasts, you know, some, yeah. some are writers. I mean, um, it's just so amazing to see everyone continuing to, um, to want to support, you know, each other and, and also just new moms in general, because, that's what it's about. That's so. what it's about. Everyone's yep. still having babies. So we yeah. <laughs> great. Keep supporting. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks for having me.